0: welcome to happy healthy whole a show dedicated to helping black women approach healing and life by selecting a holistic approach to their self-care and wellness i am your host and creator of self care for black girls collective sharia farmer thank you for allowing me to be part of your journey as we talk healing coping self-love and so much more need to talk about who we are, why we are, and how to make sure we're in control of who, who that individual is. And mm-hmm. when I say control, I want to probably change that to we are comfortable with who we're presenting to the world, but also to ourselves first. Absolutely. right? Yeah. I think uh, when I hear you talking, I think a lot of different things came up for how Black women are sometimes seen as resilient because of strength. And we talked about that with the mm-hmm. strong black woman a few months ago, but what we really, when we think about how that shows up in our everyday non-crisis based experience, it really shows up as everything in the world is our responsibility to take care of. And then us. Mm-hmm. Right. And so what happens is we give, give, give. And to the point of depletion, yeah. And we're looking for someone to see us when in reality we've been made to be seen by how we give, yeah. right? And so when we stop and or decide to choose us, it can come off as burdensome to our families and friends, but it also can create guilt with ourselves, right? And so a lot of it is how do we recognize that as the truth? How do we then heal Because to me, that is a form of trauma, right? How do we heal from a resilient identity or the attempt to describe it as resilient when it really is depletion? And how do we accept that in order for us to talk about intergenerational healing, that we now need to make different decisions around the feelings of guilt, but also the word no? Yeah. Right. which is
1: like this forbidden word, especially to Black women. Like, you can't
0: say no, you can't not do, you can't not give. And so I think to me, where we start is to really establish what are our values and how are we showing up as a whole person around those values, right? So we say our values, are family and f- friends and community and service But then what we do is give all to all of them. And we don't realize that equates to not giving all. Yeah. Right. It it equates to being a burnt out version of yourself. It equates to being a less than joy filled individual in these experiences, more of a duty felt right? So I got to be here because it's my responsibility as the mother. I got to be here because it's my responsibility as a wife. I got to be here because it's my responsibility as a friend. I got to be here because it's my responsibility as a coworker, right? So then it becomes all these burden, burdens around the title and resentment versus joy-filled experiences, where it's really about how am I taking care of myself ongoingly, not just when I'm in crisis. How am I taking care of myself ongoing? So that I show up for me the way I would expect others to show up for themselves, as well as how I would want the relationship to be reciprocal, regardless of the title I'm, I'm, I'm participating in. So I think I think I answered that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, I think for sure, starting with values and outlining
1: what value first, what values are important, because I think the other thing that comes with this are things that we involve ourselves in that we give all this importance to, but in actuality, it's not.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: And it's something that we think we're supposed to do because this is what our family has always done, or this is what we were told we have to do and we have Mm -hmm. to play this part in this role. Um, But sometimes it's not that and get rid of that. (laughs) Society tells us.
0: Yeah. Right. So society tells us that as a black woman, you can handle everything. And no matter what that looks like, you can take as much of everything as possible. And good luck on being happy, right? Or good luck on enjoying life and having a, a joy filled life that is about experiences, not just moments. Yeah. You know, so it's a little bit of burden from everywhere. And I think it's a historical thing. You know, like we can't discount the reality of why we got here and how we got here, right? And so, I think you know when we look at any form of trauma but specifically intergenerational trauma we need to think about where did this defense or this mechanism in which we're living out come from was it a gen- was it a genetic was it a learned was it something more was it both right was it environmental right and so when we look at all those different factors we have to be honest that that equates to now we have to make a different choice. And a lot of times, many of us, the work that it takes to make a different choice is about internal healing, external healing, and then generational healing. That's a lot of work Yeah. when I already feel busy enough, right? And so it feels like that's just one more thing to do. So I'm just going to keep doing it this way. Until I either have no choice, which is usually what God, I think, will sometimes do is physically our bodies can't take it no more. We have some of the highest rates of heart disease. We have some of the highest rates of diabetes. We have obesity, underweight. We have all these different things that show up in our bodies. And that's the somatic part of, um, of healing that we don't address. You know, we have all these things that show up in our bodies and we're like, well, I can push through. But at some point, your body can't push through. And or you're not pushing through in your healthiest body as a result of not dealing with the emotional trauma, not dealing with the generational trauma, not dealing with why is it that I'm a people pleaser and have to say yes to everything? Why is it that I have to show up as the stereotypical Black woman around resilience and doing and saying yes to everything because I'm too afraid to say no? Like, so being able to really flush all of those elements out. It's not easy, right? Because then it means I would have to decide because I'm going to use that word for a minute. But then when I think about um, just being a Black woman in general, sometimes the decisions are, are so hard to make. And I say that in kindness because I know that that's for myself. I know that that's for all of the Black women I know. It's hard to make the decision to say no to your spouse. It's hard to make the decision to say no to your child. Right. It's hard to make that decision because you also feel like what will this cost them? Yeah. And then the cost of what what it will cost them overrides what your long term impact or what the cost is of you. And in some ways, that's awesome. Right. If it was about, you know, emergencies, if it was about, you know, the person can't live without this. No, you know, like if it was about the actual priority being that person because you've been in a place of healing, that's, you know that's awesome if you want to put people in front for the right reasons at the right time, but even that would be about values and balance. Right? And so I think my point, going back to the uh, somatic healing, and which means basically our physical and our um, psychosomatic and all those things that might impact us physically around these types of trauma, is really how do we start to make the decision to go and get the support we need? to accept the support, but then on top of that acceptance, work it out, like, because, you know, there's a lot of people in therapy, and we talked about this last week in the um, Facebook group, there's a lot of people that participate in therapy, and they go into different types of sources, but there's a difference between acceptance, and then walking it out, right, which is, which I'm using that terminology, as for my own background, but what I mean by that is literally Putting in action the things that you are learning in therapy, going into therapy with the idea of not only am I coming here to share my story, but I'm here to relearn or reframe some things and I'm going to need to practice them in order for me to perfect them. Because just like any trauma you've experienced, if that trauma was ongoing, if it was complex, if it was exposure, if it was, depending on what kind of trauma it is, you're going to be walking that out every day. Yeah. So It took practice to walk that out. And if you don't take that same practice when you are learning to breathe, sitting up straight and and fixing your posture and understanding the power of that, learning how to like lift your head up and drop the shoulders so that you can be proud and accept confidence as a part of your experience in this world, right? Because we've been taught to slouch and to to not take up or show up too big. You know, a lot of those things are, going to be practical ways you can do it but if you don't do it it goes back to where we are where we are and where we will continue to pass down as a legacy to our children
1: yeah
0: right that generational pieces is the
1: biggest part and I think with what I what I appreciate the most about the generation of black women where I am and the generation of black women where you are is the first the acknowledgement of therapy so like I need to do this and and maybe they realize and maybe they don't but like the power that therapy has for like their children and grandchildren mm-hmm. and by you going and starting that that will be so impactful for these other people who you know mm-hmm. might not have to go through what you're struggling with and going through you know, the emotions with your therapist now. But I think the other piece to that is, it's like, I, I'm acknowledging it, like you said, I'm acknowledging it, but I'm also putting in the action. So like, you mentioned some things that we can do to start to put it in action. What are like, what else? So you you're given all these great skills in therapy, your therapist is great. They check on you you do your homework, you're doing these things, but like, what else can
0: you do outside of that time with your therapist? to like be intentional. I think the, you know, the first thing is set boundaries on yourself in the world. Right. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is not just a boundary of saying no, because that's one element of a boundary, but actually identifying clearly what you want in relationships that you participate in, what you don't want in your relationships that you participate in. And then communicating that in a way that allows for both parties to make a decision if the relationship maintains the same and or changes. Then emotionally dealing with that, like, okay, if it stays great, they set my boundaries, they accept them, we can move forward. If it doesn't, then what does that mean for consequences related to me and how I need to now take on the consequence of setting that boundary? And I think one day we should talk about maybe even that as like, how do we set boundaries and how do we actually stick to them? Because I don't want to go into that because that's a whole other uh, thing. But really what it comes down to is being able to like really clearly say back to yourself and them, I'm setting this boundary in order to make sure that my healing is a priority Because without that healing, I'm not allowed to then be the best mother, the best sister, the best friend, the best, right? I'm not allowed to be those things because I'm not giving the the fullness of myself. I'm just giving what the remnants of what people expect, right? So setting boundaries, saying no to both yourself and to others, but then learning that self-care is more than just a cliche, that it is more than just this self-centered approach to looking at life and identifying you first. It is about actively looking at the elements of wellness and taking on how I can take care of myself and all of those elements. And then being consistent because without consistency, none of it pays off, right? It's about identifying how mindfulness is one of the tools of healing our bodies because it allows for us to be still, but it also allows for us to learn different techniques around breathing oxygen throughout our body physically that could help us to heal physically some of the trauma weight, right? And so it's so many different things that you would need to do, but that self-care routine, and I'm not going to go into all the elements, taking it serious enough where it's just as important as if you eat that day. Right. So I don't you know, I don't tell people what types of things because each of our bodies and our experiences around um, healing is is based off of the trauma. Right. Mm -hmm. And so how it might impact us individually is not the issue it's that it has. And because it has, we need to now respond to it because we have a different choice than, say, our ancestors did around how we can respond to it. And so I think creating, you know, creating boundaries on yourself and others, because I also think when you create boundaries on yourself and others, it, it assists your routine with your self-care, right? Because then things like, you know, I can't go out and hang out and watch your kids because I'm taking a walk with mine. And now I'm doing my routine around exercise, but also I'm teaching them the importance of it too, right? I'm also saying to them that when we celebrate our socialization, which is a part of our wellness, You also get the opportunity to be in wellness physically, right? I'm going to be saying no to that relationship that wants to drain me to do something for them to provide for my self-care, right? So I think if you look at all of whatever you choose as your routine, they're going to interlock with each other. And because they're going to interlock, they're going to advance your healing in a way that is going to then even allow for you to do the next one, which is to me, Acknowledging what you're feeling, knowing how to process those feelings, and then having an actual process of processing. I'm gonna say that process process wait having an, an actual process where you break down because I have to change the process. There we go. <laughs> where you break down how these feelings are impacting you, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's going to then allow you to say create a plan that assists even that self-care plan. Right. So when I feel this emotion, I know that my body will need this in response to it. Are you a wellness provider, a life coach, a yoga teacher, a Reiki teacher? Well, come on over to Self-Care for Black Girls and list your business on our new directory. Again, visit selfcareforblackgirls.com where you can be listed as a wellness provider starting today.